Welcome to That's the Word, Wholesome Tales for the Whole Family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, The Food Scrap Drink. Max acknowledged his sales team as he sat down. The office had been a whirlwind since the embargo, and the company suddenly had no product left to sell. As the head of the company's local branch, Max was at the center of all the action. Amid rising international tensions, the new embargo meant that the company could not import their drink's secret ingredient. Without that secret ingredient, Max could not make or sell their product. Without any product to sell, the company would close and all his workers would be left unemployed. But Max was not going to let a little thing, like losing his main product, stop him. He immediately directed his team to begin developing a new drink, something along the lines of the main product, but that did not require the secret ingredient. The sales team knew that the company chemists had faced many challenges in developing the new drink before them. The food shortages meant that they had to get creative, using ingredients like food scraps, fruit pulp, and whey. In the end, the team created a good-tasting beige soda. Now it was the sales team's turn. They had to come up with a name for the drink, something that would catch public attention and make people want to drink it. Everyone took sips of the soda as they brainstormed. Max sat at the end of the table, listening silently to the suggestions. He wasn't hearing any good ideas thus far. He stood up and exhorted his team, Let your imagination run wild. At that, one of his salesmen blurted out a name. Everyone turned, processed for a moment, then nodded. Max also nodded. They had the name for their new drink. Throughout the war, Max and his company would sell this new drink, remerging with their parent company once hostilities ended. Years later, the parent company would bring back the new drink with a new formula, though this time not relying on food scraps. Today, this drink is one of the most popular soft drinks in the world, a drink invented in Germany after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, when Coca-Cola Deutschland could no longer import the secret Coca-Cola syrup a drink whose name was inspired by Max Keith's exhortation to his sales team to let their imaginations, era fantasy, run wild. A soft drink named Fanta. And for this week, that's the word. As I think about my life, I don't drink much soda, And I hardly drink Fanta. The main time I drink Fanta was actually when I was in Rome. I don't drink much Fanta here in the States. Why did you drink Fanta in Rome? I guess that was the thing to do. It was available. I mean, 
how often when you go into a restaurant now do you see Fanta? I mean, you see other Coca-Cola products. I don't really see Fanta up there a lot. Is it up there? I think it's up there occasionally. I don't know because I don't drink so much. I just think, yeah, that's right. That's an interesting tidbit. We got a story about soda and John Peter here doesn't even drink soda. And I don't drink soda much. I'm much more of a kind of Sprite guy. Um, You know, the non, uh, the caffeine free type stuff. So, but, but I did have Fanta and it's very much of a syrupy kind of nature. It's very, a sweet drink. We got to do fact check here to make sure that Sprite actually doesn't have caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? I don't think Sprite has caffeine. I'm pretty sure it's caffeine free. Tell me I'm right. You are right. Thank it is you. Caffeine free. Okay. I I don't know much about sodas, but I do know Sprite doesn't have caffeine. Okay. I just wanted to do that because I didn't want to be ridiculed by everyone when we this came out and they said, ah, they don't know what they're talking about. That's true. Well, we are not soda experts, but this was a very fascinating story, especially with the fact of our German heritage. Yeah, I have to ask to see if any of our family did this technique, but apparently during the war, because Fanta was so popular, it was able to get around some of the sugar rationing. Hmm. And so people would actually buy Fanta to use in their cooking as a sweetening agent because it was sometimes easier to get than sugar. Really? So yeah, so German housewives would buy it and I guess pour it in whatever they were making. Well, it definitely is is a sweet drink. It really is. And something I remember when I was studying over in Rome is that uh, Benedict XVI um, of German heritage loved Fanta. And we were researching before coming on how much Fanta he actually would drink. Yeah, I don't know how much to trust this source, but it says that he apparently really, really liked the stuff. Uh-huh. Or he, I'm, I'm going to say past tense because I'm not sure if he still drinks it now at 90 something years old. He probably does. I mean, if it's something he enjoys, because it was mentioned that maybe a lot of people don't know this, but Benedict XVI is a great pianist and that it, right. We read that in the article, he would have a Fanta right there when he was playing the piano. Absolutely. Kind of makes sense given that he grew up with the stuff. Uh, yeah. During he, the war. He would have been a, he would have been a young kid during the war. And then the other thing about Benedict, I've always thought like with the Wednesday audiences, um, you know, there's people all gathered around. Usually it's in St. Peter's Square, unless it's during winter time, then it's in the assembly hall. They would always, uh, his secretary would always bring him a drink kind of halfway through. I was like, is that water or is that Fanta? Who knows, you know? But, um, but yeah, it's a great drink for those who drink it. <laughs> because I don't drink it. Too Sorry, I would not be a good uh, advertiser for Fanta, but we hope Fanta liked this story. That was a profound ending. Yes, but here's even the more profound ending. I'll give it to you. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter at sonsofthunderrock.com. That's also where you can find our social links and our email if you have any feedback or story ideas. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.